Hi, welcome to another episode of Coffee with Mirko. I'm very excited to have you here today and thank you. Hope you're safe and sound. And if you've been enjoying this podcast, please share it with your friends as I would love to grow this uh, coffee community of ours. Um, today is another special episode. We're interviewing a, an amazing, an amazing guy in coffee. So stick around. Uh, Daniel Hobart will be joining us real soon. He's already in the house. And uh, yeah, I hope you're well and uh, enjoy this episode. Let's just uh, bring him on. Here we go. Hey. Hi, mate. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me well? I can hear you fantastically. How you doing, my friend? Uh, all good, man. I just woke up. I'm having my coffee, my morning coffee. Uh, my, fir- <laughs> my first from six. And first of all, I want to thank you so much for inviting me. Um, I was watching your, your, your show on Instagram. Like, it's amazing, man. Like, since probably the beginning. And <laughs> the couple of days I couldn't go live to watch you live, but I watch all your... Um, recorded uh shows i was a little bit busy and i didn't i'm working on opening my own project so it, it, you know it, it's very difficult times to to plan everything and to put it all together so but i still have time to watch it after that though so it's it's you're doing a really 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 good job and uh i'm a big fan so thank you so much for for inviting mate, me mate I, the pleasure is mine and thank you for giving uh giving us an hour of your time and uh I'm really excited to chat with you and thank you for your words. I really, I really appreciate it, man. It's just, uh, thank uh, you. Just, you, you know, the drill, but, um, now I, I'm, I, it's just, it's just amazing. You know, it's, it's for me, this is a, such a beautiful opportunity to connect with people like yourself and all the others and everyone has a story, uh, which it brings me to, to yours. I mean, to give some context to the audience, what's, how did you start your coffee journey? I mean, you already know the format, so, that's yeah. a start, a good, a good advantage. Uh, yeah, my, my country pro- is the same like everybody else. Uh, I finished high school. I needed a job to support uh, my financial needs in the, in the university. So uh, I applied for a job. I, I got a job as a bartender and I fall in love with it. Uh, but back home in Romania, you know, you have kind of to do everything. We didn't have the word barista. We didn't know exactly what it means, but as a, a bartender, uh, working, let's say, in the lounge cafe where you have to do a lot of cocktails, but you have to do a lot of coffees as well and fresh juices and basically everything that is inside the bar, that's your responsibility to, to make it for your customers. And I fall, I fall in love with that. that was, uh, I've been working in uh, some of the best cocktail bars in my city back home in Romania. And then I decided to move uh, when I was 21 in Santorini in Greece. Uh, focusing on mixology and working on very nice cocktail bars on the beach. Uh, and I've been there for a couple of years, and I was making loads of coffee, man. Man, a lot of Fredo Express, a lot of Fredo Cappuccino. You, you live in Australia, you probably have a lot of Greek uh, friends there, so, you know, they drink a lot of coffee, man. And a lot of Greek coffee. That Frappe? Always, Frappe. Uh, <laughs> Eleniko, they call it Greek coffee, so it like it's like a Ibrik coffee, right? And and I was doing it like once ten, you know, you have the gas bottles and you do like 
was too uh, slow to do it on sand traditionally, you know. So we were doing on the gas, oh man, crazy. Um, and then I decided, uh, actually I got a customer there in Santorini, they were Irish customers. I said, man, you're really good as a bartender. You should, you should come in Ireland. We have a lot of uh, clubs and cocktail bars and pubs that they would love someone like you to, to make, make them cocktails and we like to drink as well. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> okay, like, let's, let's get it a try. Um, and I moved together with my girlfriend in 2000, end of 2012 in Ireland. And I applied to all the, the cocktail bars that I could find and nobody gave me a chance. They, they, they kind of said that I don't have any experience in Ireland. And I offered myself to work for free for a couple of days just to see uh, if I'm good enough, just for them to, to notice if I have any skills or any, any uh, advantages that they, they, can, they can use it, you know. So uh, they said no. They, they're very strict here. Like, you need to go from the beginning. And uh, I, I saw an advertisement, like, barista needed. Uh, the salary was quite good. It was not the minimum wage. And so, like, okay, let's get it a try. And I got the job. Uh, I got a job as a barista. I remember the first day I had the trial, I had to make the latte art and, you know, working behind the bar doing coffees. I was, you know, good at making swans and rosettas and stuff like that from not even caring about, like caring, not even knowing uh, too much about coffee. My main focus was cocktails, right? And so coffee was, you know, like the, the, the second guy that was working about, okay, you make that, you know, when I had the latte or something, the opportunity to make a, a a latte art on top, yeah, that would that would be me. So I got the job, and after that, this history, man, I fell in love with it. Uh, I remember I was all over the place, and my my man, one of the guys that I respect a lot now, he's living in Sweden. Um, he told me, man, you're all over the place. Relax. This is not Greece. It's Ireland. You make just coffee. You're the, you're barista. Your job is to focus on coffee, and then if you don't have nothing, then you can help us. Because I was all over the place. I was at the till. I was at the sandwiches. I was I was. Just, I used to be, I, I used to work like that, you know, to be all over the place because I was alone and I even washed dishes. I didn't have someone to wash my, my glasses and stuff like that. So, yeah. And after that, after that, I fall in love with it. And I think uh, it got really, really big um, for me when I started competing. Because everybody mm -hmm. told me, you're good, you're good. You know, I become the best of that company. Uh, everybody was talking about me and that company was like a chain. Uh, here in Ireland, and and I said, okay, let's let's get it, for, let's let's go for a try, and I competed uh, in 2014, I believe, the first competition, and last Saturday I placed eight. Uh, was a disaster, man. I didn't have enough. I thought that I need just two jobs, one to steam the wheel, one. So I used the same jugs for every, you know, I had to do uh, free beverages. I used the same two jugs for everything. So I lost a lot of points, but I was still not bad. You know, I was like, wow, okay, I'm not, I'm not last. So I'm okay. I'm in the middle, you know? Yeah. So the, the top six was the final. I didn't qualify in the final, but I was like, okay, like next year I'm going to come stronger. And the second year I placed, I, I managed to go in the final. I placed fifth and I was really happy with my performance. I did really good designs. I got the best macchiato. I did like 11 elements uh, pouring the macchiato with the reverse and everything. So that was for me was was a big deal and so I managed in the final and I won my first cup tasting competition like someone that I admire a lot is kind of like my mentor is my best friend he said like I, he was he was working in the same company and he said oh, man, you have to go you have to go in cup and he won the previous year 
because I was I was quite good, you know, like having cocktail uh, background, you know, like you know, you you have to develop a palate to be able to do really nice cocktails. First, you judge uh, with your palate. And I was really good with cupping. I said, man, I don't like this. Like, what is it? a spoon? And I'm with the lacquer, you know? And, and I won from the first competition. And uh, I won with a, with a national record. I did eight from eight in one minute, 27. Amazing. And, and everybody like said, man, you're crazy. Like, this is the most insane thing. Like, you're the fastest. You're... And after that, I said, okay, I'm really good. And I, 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 I went to Shanghai. Um, I didn't do that well. I was a little bit cocky, you know. I think, okay, I'm gonna smoke them. I saw it's a different level there, and place twenty second, and then I start preparing like like seriously into that, seriously. and and he end up after three years competing in the worlds, we uh, managed to to win finally the gold. So I'm very excited, you know. It did, was not was not in vain. It was really really hard work, guys. Like like six months of diet and crazy. Right. And, 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 and really, I mean, I think for people listening and people who are going to listen to this again, it's like we underestimate all the steps in between. You know, like you just said, first and foremost, you know, if it wasn't for Santorini, which is, I know how it is, it's seasonal work, big days, there's no breaks, there's no such a thing as sitting down and eating for an hour. And it's like, go, 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 go. If it wasn't for Santorini, you wouldn't have met the Irish tourists that sparked and planted a seed for you to go to Ireland. You went to Ireland. And if it wasn't for the hustle and doing everything on your own, which was already kind of setting you for competition, because at competitions, you by yourself. Yeah. On stage, that's how it is. But also, all that mixology background developed your palate because you had to you know i worked in a bar before so in a jazz club so it was all about cocktails and developing that palate got you to the world so i think where i'm going is that some people are unhappy where they are now because they're washing dishes or they're not yet a head barista they haven't started competing and yet those days are the days that make who you are and who you will be at stage one, two, three, five years later. So, I mean, how defining was for you to win the world? Oh, definitely, man. Like, even let's start with Santorini. I was working 16 hours every day, no day all for eight months. That's mental, right? And it was like 40, 41 degrees. And uh, as you said, like, uh, it's, it's tough. But, you know, doing those things is rewarding when you get what you achieve, when you see what you achieve in the end. So, Everybody have to understand that you have to start from the bottom and you have to understand what is uh, sacrifice and what is how work and then everything will be more easy in the top, you know, like my, my belief is that the, the, the most difficult climbs lead to the best views and, 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 you know, it makes sense. Like everything that you put in the past will reflect in your future and that, that that's it like like you have to work hard like nobody got up by by luck luck it's uh i think for moment and people that think that you're lucky they're just jealous is no such things as luck you luck is just a moment thing consistency is something that uh, lasts and when you're consistent in what you do for many years that's not luck that's hard work 
I think a lot of time people confuse luck with faith and coincidences, right? Because in a weird way, you were lucky, but it's not luck. It was your faith to meet the Irish person to get you to Ireland, isn't it? You know, yeah. but it's, it's, you put yourself in that position by working 16 hours a day hard. Yeah, if, yeah, I, so would, if I were working eight hours, probably I'd never met that guy, you know? And how crazy it was for me and my girlfriend to move from Santorini to a country that we, never, we, we didn't have nobody. We just went. Yeah, and, 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 and Santorini, which I've never been, but I think most people have a clear idea of what Santorini looks and feels like. And uh, yesterday, a friend of mine sent me a video. Uh, his girlfriend is Irish and is uh, like, look at this beach, it's 16 degrees, and these crazy Irish people are here, like if it's Copacabana in Brazil. <laughs> it's like, wow, 16. So, yeah, of course, it was a massive. Massive switch from Santorini to Ireland. Um, speaking of Ireland, what's what's the Irish coffee scene out there? Uh, yeah, it, it, it's still small, uh, kind of, because we are we are small. So we, if we if you refer strict to Ireland, we have like so many coffee shops. But comparing, let's say, with UK, we're still small. Uh, we have over 280 uh, small uh, specialty roasters. We have so many specialty coffee shops. Uh, the consumers start understanding what really specialty coffee is, and they start uh, being aware of, okay, this is Kenya, this is wash process, this is natural process, uh, this is better quality, this is AA grade, they're bigger beans, and they start... And, and, for most of us that we're really inspired uh, and passionate about coffee, and especially the barista, we, we are the last ones who, who give the last information. And as Gwyden said in, in your previous interview, is the experience that we offer, not necessarily the quality. Um, we are very important. We're the last piece of the chain. So we have to treat uh, our customers like really personal, like really friendly. And um, during my Career and I I know that it's not really but it is for me it is is my 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 career this is of what I want to do forever. Uh, I treat my customer like my friends, and my customer was more my more important than my job. And sometimes it happened that I left jobs just because I was not, or I was pointed that I'm talking too much with customer about coffee, and you know, uh, I have to be a little bit faster to sell more. <laughs> And that's why I'm opening my own business. I want to work for myself and I want to to do something that pleases me. And by pleasing me, I please lots of people from the farmers to the to the consumer. And yeah, and it, things, it's... things fall in place on day, you know, there's a couple of lads here in Melbourne and, you know, coffee friends. And uh, they just started last year doing pop up shops with a different concept, which is like, everybody's like, you guys are crazy, what are you doing? And now they've opened up a space, uh, a permanent space. So, you know, things fall into place and you're just gonna make them ha happen. Happening. I, I think that, especially for my case, by starting small, I don't have to be desperate to look for everybody, to please everybody, I have to please me. And by, by meaning by that to for me to create the environment to be really happy and to go to work and to be really happy 
and to share my happiness and my joy with my my friends because this is how I call them my friends and and by start is more is not the really huge risk so I'm starting really small with a three kilo roaster uh, I'm gonna roast uh, only really really high uh, scored coffee because my goal is to to uh share the story of the farmer by 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 doing by selling their coffee and roasting their coffee i know that is not a lot for them in terms of uh, income but this they put them on the map so this is what i will i will focus on putting the farmer on the map uh, and the place that they belong so we we also have like a little shop front uh no it's just just going to be a roastery i'm not going to uh, I think coffee shop it's already too too difficult down down there's so many the the uh, city is very crowded and it's very difficult to get a space that's the most challenging in uh, uh, in Dublin at the moment because the coffee scene is huge man honestly like for the size of it we have a lot a lot of nice coffee shops that you know uh, we can go have a, a very nice brunch and then have a very nice coffee and then you have coffee shop they they're very uh keeps her in the good way they are very dedicated about their craft and they have uh, multi roasters all over the 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 world and and they do all this crazy stuff and and you know you go there and say okay I want this geisha 90 points or uh they have that you know so or they have a menu or six seven coffees that you can choose and then you have the traditional that you know uh you go in and they have two options for coffees or one option for coffee and two options for filter or a batch brew and it's just the experience when you go and meet your friends and you chat and and cuz coffee is all about connecting you know for me uh coffee coffee connects people you know like back home in Romania it's a very strong tradition on on going out when you say you don't go for beer we go for coffee let's go have a coffee and chat you meet someone that never seen since high school time let's go have a coffee Right, that's coffee. It, that's coffee it. is very intimate from for 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 us. You know, I've I've been uh, raised by my grandmother and my grandfather, and they were having man six seven coffees a day. I was like, I think my first coffee was like six or seven. I just I had a filter machine, and I just would say, "What is this?" I was like, "Don't drink it. It's very strong and stuff like that." Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it's 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 crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I think I think coffee coffee was something part of me. But I didn't knew it, you know. I was so obsessed with mixology that I still love. I still have a bar in my home. I still have collecting all the crazy bottles, like special reserved bottles and stuff. Because I'm obsessed, probably with sensory, um, and I love to mix things. And, and going back on what you're obsessed with, right? It's um, and obviously, you know, big shout out to one of the men who made Ireland popping on the map, which is Colin Armen. So. Uh, he definitely did, did did a lot for Ireland, and uh, I had the pleasure of meeting him a couple of times. But in terms of your passion, right? It's like the industry has a lot of range of jobs. What's your passion? You know, it's like is it being behind a bar, roasting, cupping, talking people? Because you know it would become challenging for you to just be roasting and maybe limiting yourself to have those conversations about coffee how do you thinking to bridge that gap so since i can't really tell much about the other side like roasting and i i can tell just about being behind the bar because this is what i did for since i was 18 now i'm 36 so 
uh, yeah, the math is how much is 18 years. 18. Uh, yes. I, I love talking with people. I don't feel old. I don't feel rusty. I still be believe that I can I can put the challenge to the a fresher uh, competitor, you know. And even behind the bar, like really long night shifts, I can do that. Um, but um, I'm not really able to tell yet how I, I will feel roasting because it's more intimate. It's just by myself. Sometimes, in fairness, I feel I need to be alone. Uh, I need some privacy. Sometimes I miss talking with people. Probably, mm -hmm. probably because I was working for uh, owners that had a different mindset. They saw it just like work, 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 make money, uh, passion, but not really that much passion. So uh, probably if I was working, I would still love to engage a lot because, you know, it's, it's what I want to do. Uh, but that, this will never change. I still will... All is at one point. I will still behind the bar, still talking with people. So, like my my goal, my goal after uh, in how I see myself in the five years time, having a, a medium roast for me. If you have, if you roast, uh, let's say five hundred kilos up for me, it's it's okay roast. It's not a small small when you start with the two kg. This is small, and or with the cow, how I roast at home now. So. Uh, having a grocery, having two coffee shops, and then spending at least two days in the coffee shop engaging with my customers. I like that. And, and that's why I've asked you about the shop from because I've gathered from this, uh, you know, 20 minute conversation that you do need that connection. Therefore, you know, it could be, and this is something important, I think, across any industry where it's important to, you know, really zoom in on what your core passion is because being in coffee or being in food or being in, I don't know, uh, some corporate job, it's not enough. It's about what do you do in that, in that ramification? What, what's, your, what's your branch of that tree? Uh, just because otherwise, you know, I remember what, I was working for a coffee roaster and uh, one day I went up to Sydney because we're roasting in Sydney, but I'm based in Melbourne. And, uh, you know, they wanted to give me a little bit of uh, class and, you know, about roasting and, uh, and we went and, you know, it was in front of the, I think it was five or 12 kilo roaster and uh, we were roasting filter and, uh, you know, I uh, was with Josh and we're like, all right, let's roast. I'm like, all right. So I sat on the stool and I was like, all right, what do we do now? Do this, this, that. And now we wait. And I was like, okay. And you do this 10, 12 hours a day. He's like, oh yeah, I love it. I'm like, but I couldn't. I just, I just couldn't. I, I need the interaction. For me, it's, it's fuel. But it doesn't mean that it's wrong to not have the interaction. It's just uh, different people, different sizes. You know, not, not, not a size at all. So uh, that's why I've asked you about the shop from because I really can feel your energy about being that connecting person. So eventually, yeah, right. I, I, I got the bigger plan now. I get you. Yeah, I talk a lot. Like even my nickname back home is Vorbe means words because I talk a lot. So I think that's why I say like, I have to try it first. Probably how I know myself, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be there for long, you know, behind the, the roaster. I think I will rather do more copying because for me, copying is a way in, uh, engaging and uh, transmitting the right information about certain coffee and what exactly are we aiming to do in terms of specialty coffee and why it's different from the commercial coffee. 
and I love to do a lot of copying. I love training to do training as well. Uh, not as much being behind the bar. Behind the bar for me, it's it, first of all for I think it's good for the morale of the team to see someone that is in charge as a manager or team leader or owner acting like a leader. I think that's mm -hmm. very very important. In every every place where I work, I was looking for that. And I was giving 200% out of me for that person. If I saw that was there, you know, like washing dishes when he's needed, get his fancy Armani suit off and start washing dishes when he's busy, you know, and do the, the, the difficult uh, things first and let you focus on your craft. So I, I would love to be that person, to be the person that is frontliner, you know, in... in Nicola saying, yes, you do. I think you referred to, yes, you do love training. Um, and, and guess what? The, the things that you, things that you mentioned, um, they all involve people. Exactly. I love people. Uh, like this, this, uh, this, this quarantine time was, uh, I was lucky that I was uh, alone with my girlfriend. So we rediscover ourselves after 10 years of relationship, you know, so uh, was a very strong part of our relationship, you know, like we really discovered that we love each other so much, you know, most of the people, it's kind of weird to stay with someone 24 hours a day, you know, without going to work or not having your own privacy or whatever. But we realized that we're really matching a lot and, you know, it helps. But otherwise, like, I was not happy. I miss my, my, like, going meeting with Nico and having coffee and, you know, with all my friends, all my coffee friends and talk about coffee. And then all my uh, normal friends that they don't have nothing to do with coffee and we just disconnect and we talk about something else, football or fishing or whatever, like something else. Well, you know? this is one of the main reasons why I started these live streams to connect with people around the world. So uh, for me, it was, um, I get you. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I have the exact same uh, problem and passion, which is talking, which is, look, you know, um, it's like anything in life. Uh, some people would love to be able to talk more and some people, you know, and, and there's pros and cons, you know, sometimes people around us are like, all right, enough of you talking, can I talk? But that's okay. It, it's a fine balance and we're learning. And, and look, because we are on the people talking uh, topic, You've heard my episodes before, so I'm just going to ask you the same question because it's important to me to have more perspective and more depth from different people. Coffee is delicious, no doubt, but it wouldn't be possible without the people, okay? From origin, everything that happens there, pickers, farmers, producers, to, you know, roasters, to, you know, the delivery guy, to the barista, to the person who grabbed that cup. How important is that we don't shift and drift away and forget about the people because we put so much emphasis and focus in the cup? Oh man, that's, that's a, a subject that I love. You know, most of the, like, I give you an example. Right now, I'm drinking a coffee that is super, super expensive, right? And I did it in the batch room. And it's a geisha natural lactic fermentation from uh, La Negrita from Colombia, right? Shout out to the, to the farm. And so lately, lately, I was the last six months, I, I'm, I'm in love with Colombian coffee. So I, I, mainly I was drinking only Colombian coffee, right? And everybody said, man, you're crazy. This is competition coffee. This is, 
You do it the best brew, you ruin it. Man, I'm enjoying the experience. You know, you have to realize that having a good coffee uh, that, you know, even if you're brewing wrong, it's still going to taste good. Just enjoy the moment, enjoy the experience. There's so many technical parts, like do that, do that, do that, do that, that you forget about why you brew the coffee in the first place. Uh, and this, this, is, this is my girlfriend, like she's nothing to do with coffee. She's, still, she's working the same domain, but it's on the restaurant side. She's more, she likes wine, you know, she likes to smell wine, to taste wine. But when, without coffee, she's my like, like Power Rangers board formation in the morning. So I have to make her like a lot of coffee. Otherwise, I'm in trouble. Otherwise, I'm in trouble. So where she's like, power range information. So, oh, bomb, straight away, I make one liter of coffee, you know? So we enjoy the coffee. She doesn't know anything about coffee. She just tastes the coffee. Uh, she's very supportive, first of all. Everything she knows, she knows from me, being with me in competition and stuff like that. But she enjoys the moment we have a chat in the morning before she goes to work or before I go to work. We have a chat. We have a coffee. She said, hmm, this is a new coffee. Yes. I never tried it before. And then chat is, she asked, where is it from? Columbia, that founder. Oh, that's really good. And, and I think it's, we forget to enjoy what is most important about coffee, the, the ritual itself. And we focus uh, too much about technical parts, too much. 100%. And, uh, there's a sp and as always, you know, there's a space and a time, um, you know, for, for, for technical. But also I think there's the a certain slice of people to go technical. And I think going technical make us forget that 99% population don't care about technical. And yeah. I'm actually a for, super fond believer that the same cup of coffee tastes different accordingly to so many components. I you know, agree. the ambience, the music, how hot and cold is the cafe or the house, who you're drinking it with, how you feeling. Are you tired? There's so many elements which it makes it beautiful because you will never be able, even though it's frustrating according to Matthew Days, he said that his frustration is that we'll never be able to reach that perfect cup of coffee, right? But that's also the beauty of it because then it's a constant improvement, a constant search, a constant quest for it. Um, but drinking it with a person, with someone, it's so much different than drinking it by yourself. But there's a time and place also for yourself where you're enjoying it, maybe listening to a podcast, music, or you need it in that moment. And uh, you're right. We forgot about that. We went to technical. But yeah, thanks for um, uh, thanks for that. And there's someone just said, you're the best, Daniel. We got coffees everyone on life. Thank and you. Look forward to meeting you for long talks, coffees, and videos from I Taste Coffee. And um, yeah, Nico said that you talk a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is okay. <laughs> um, you, you know what I feel very, very weird in terms of this uh, type of new generation barista. They're very technical and very strict with their craft and they, they just like, like that. Uh, they have to understand that the best coffee is the coffee that you like, first of all. That's the most important thing. And the second, the second thing, don't forget why you're making coffee. Why? What's your goal of making that coffee? If I tell you that this coffee is 97 points and it tastes like that, how, you, how would you know that? And I saw them doing a lot of, most of them, they do a lot of things. Oh, we do that. And do, this is we should do. This like, I think it's really long telling someone how to do the coffee. Kind of, yeah, it, it kind of make you insecure. 
and mm -hmm. and you try to to put by force and information in people's head that this is the way you should do the coffee and this is the right way you should do the coffee. All the other ways are wrong. And as you said, with coffee, there's so many other things that can happen and they can go wrong that is not the right way. Every way is the right way. It's not only one way is the right way and the rest are bad. So uh, this, is, this is what they have to change uh, in terms of the... Even the old generation or the new generation, they, I think they, they should understand more about what is important and is how the coffee tastes. And 100%. in terms of taste, like you can't really describe a coffee to be the same because we're different. So we preserve different flavors and aromas and stuff like that. We have a different sensitivity for different things, you know. So that's why we're diff we look different. We have different DNA. We're different. We're not the same. Learning well, we talk a lot. So yeah. we're, we're similar, uh, but no, no, you're right. No, I, I get you. Uh, thanks for that. And, and Daniel, I mean, you know, it's halfway mark, you know, the format. Hopefully you're ready because most of my guests are not ready for this question. Oh, it's I love it. question. Um, if you could, who would you like to have dinner with? It doesn't have to be in coffee. Always my girlfriend. Fair. <laughs> We, yeah. I think, honestly, I, I like. I'm gonna look back now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look back on 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 life, saying that I, I don't remember that. I think the last dinner that we had was like two, three years ago, and I'm very ashamed of that because we were so busy. And we, you know, our jobs keep us. Even though we live together, uh, I'm working in the morning as a barista. She's working in the evening most of the time. So you know, it's that's why this this quarantine for us help us a lot. We had dinner that, at home, but nothing, great. you know, when things are going to reopen. I get you. No, I love it. I love it. Hey, the beauty of this question is that there's no right or wrong. And uh, I've had people who go for the big names and I have people who go for the uh, closeness and intimacy of their family and friends. And, and, there's, and, and that's nothing right. It's just a little, a little break between, uh, you know, the sections. But, you know, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm sure that also, you know, if she's there listening, it's the right answer too. <laughs> I think she's there. Yeah. <laughs> she told me, she told me like that. <laughs> <laughs> now I know why you answer like that. I get you. I get you. Um, all right. Um, so we talked about people. We talked about passion. We talked about the truth in the cup, which is about the overall experience. However, we give coffee for granted, right? It's so easy. You go to a shop, you get an espresso, you get a latte, whatever is your jam, and you walk out. Or you stay, you drink, you go. Yet between price crisis, climate change, it's at risk. What could be the single most effective action or change that someone could do to help the whole ecosystem? Ooh. I think I think maybe maybe focus more on trans, uh, uh, transparency, mm -hmm. I believe. I believe that, I know you guys, you're so advanced in Australia. You have already those things and you, you're doing, like you, you, are, you guys about coffee, they're your gurus, right? Um, but like most, it's not only Australia, there are more other countries. And I believe that if you're transparent, the consumer will understand why we need sometimes to pay a little bit more and why we need because we need to encourage the farmers they're not even most of the farm, they don't even know how much they make profit or if they make any profit or how much is their cost or 
or uh, they need help in terms of assurance, uh, you know, someone to help them, then, man, you can get assured that this uh, co- your coffee will sell next year. And try to, to look for long-term relationship. If, like, my goal as a roaster, like small roaster now, obviously I'm small, but when I reach my goals, I would love to work with the farmers that, you know, try to work with most of them, but, like, uh, re- uh, respect my my capability and work with those farmers and try to help them all year round and try to work along them and uh grow together that's that's the that's the goal because like without the farmers man we're not gonna have coffee like we're not gonna have coffee and they struggle at this moment because uh you know i i i give you an example i've been to colombia to a farm and i was shocked how they they how open they were how true and how passionate and they had uh five generation of coffee coffee growers and he was doing the quality control by tasting the cherry man and he was like this is okay that this is ready no no brig reader no nothing he was doing like that for generation and he was so open like he gave us everything that he had the best for us to make us feel warm and happy i remember it was my birthday they brought me a cake how it was super like the surprise that they offered me was amazing and i don't even know who, i think dale told them dale harris told it that was my birthday but like was uh crazy crazy how uh nice they are and uh the passion that they have for this coffee and most of them they just they, they consider that coffee tree as their own baby and you know we need to help them. We need, and by being transparent, because that's the main, the main uh, question, to be transparent, like consumer will understand exactly. It's like wine. Because you know, when you buy a wine and you say it's from that year, from that region, you know that you know, it's, it's a good year, it's a good wine. So you, you're willing to pay a little bit more. In coffee, it's not really like that. It's like, oh, that coffee shop, it's uh, 350 This one charged for flat white, uh, four year white. I yeah. go that way, it's cheaper. You know, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think I think you need to to work from coffee shop uh, backwards, you know, from a coffee shop point of view, from a customer point of view, coffee shop, roaster point of view, and so on until the farmer. Because um, like if you look on the green price list, how much they get paid and how much we sell, like oh man, it's ridiculous. I know. I, I also think to add on is you know. Simple daily actions make a bigger impact. So, um, you know, there's a big argument about reusable cups and plastic and pollution, which obviously climate change impacts the farmer because of changes then, you know, their production is impacted and affected and all of that circle. And then it comes down to quality and experience. Um, So I think that it is in the hands of the barista and the shop owners to really... You know, I always talk about fine dining because it's easy example. If someone had the opportunity and the privilege to go fine dining, you know, it's the napkin on your laps. Uh, it's the cutlery. It's the music. It's everything, not just the food. So I think that has to shine a little bit more in terms of the experience. And uh, it's difficult because it's such a highly consumed, you know, you don't go fine dining every day. So... I think there's opportunity to move and maybe start playing around. Um, you could have a little um, 
you know, for people who are listening, if they want to steal the idea or whatever, but like a table experience, you know, like a, almost like a, well, Auntie Pegs does it here, but you could have it as a separate section, like a private area where it's like, booking is required, like uh, those Japanese chefs, and you have, you know, one to five, one to six, and it's, you know, a, a, an experience. So if we have more of those, people, you know, it's about conversations. It's about those connection with people and a conversation can lead to more and more openness for our people. Um, speaking of conversations, um, what would you say to people um, who are looking at coffee like you were looking at coffee a few years ago, but perhaps they were stuck with a mentality of coffee is not a career. I need a good job or they're already into a good job. How important is to just say, well, you know, follow your passion, even though it's not as easy? Uh, well, I think most of us, like 99%, we didn't thought that we we're going to make a career out of it, right? It's just happened. And just listen to your soul, man. Listen, listen to your heart. And if you love it, it's not about the money. It, mm -hmm. It's do whatever make you happy and do whatever bring you joy in your life if you work for money you're not going to be happy man you're going to work your ass off to reach that financially goal and then you're not going to have true friends around you. you're not going to have you're going to lose a lot of things that really bring can bring you joy and happiness and health as well you know it's mental health uh money money chasing t chasing that that goal to be super rich can can you know get you in trouble man it's Everybody wants to be rich, right? But like, I, I feel, uh, and this is just for me, like my goal is to make myself happy. That's how I'm up in my own grocery, honestly. It, it, um, I, I want to work for myself and I want to, to have fun working. And if I, if I break even and I pay myself a salary that I was earning working in the coffee shop, I'm happy. But if I'm doing the right thing for the right people, that's the most important. Because I'm, I'm going with my heart. I'm not going with a wallet, you know? Uh, and my, my, my grandparents only have to say, man, like, they always said to me, like, you, when you die, you don't take it with you. So. Yeah. And, and, and also it's like, it's never enough, right? Yeah. Like you really, it, it, it really isn't enough. Like, it, you know, you make a hundred thousand, then you know that you can make 200,000, you make 200,000, you know, you can make half a million, you make half a million, you know, you make a million. and it goes on and on and on and on. But then it's, you know, there's, you know, there's a different movies and documentaries, but you know, there's a, there's this documentary about minimalism because that's something that I believe in. Um, and I interviewed this guy and uh, in during this documentary and basically he was saying how, you know, he worked all his life to get to the spot where basically his boss said in this big New York, you know, banking company said, all right, you've earned the right to become a junior partner of the company, blah, 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 blah. And basically he went home and started crying because he realized that that's it. For him, if he did take that, that, that position, that would have been, he would never have been able to get out of it. Yeah. and actually do the things that you want to do, which was adventure and traveling. And, you know, it's easier to stay here than do it. So I appreciate people who are in a position where they need to 
you know, work towards money because they're in a financial difficulty, difficult situation. But that was just, you know, the whole less is more applies beautifully to any industries. And you're right, if you chase it, then you're stuffed. And look, you, you talked about roasting your own coffee, which is still part, in my opinion, of the hospitality industry. Hospitality is far from perfect. Uh, if you could change one thing, what would that be? Uh, the approach of uh, building up the consumer market because without a market we're not gonna have a specialty coffee industry and i think we still education is very important uh we're not in the wine industry there's so age compared with the coffee industry um i think we need a little bit more time and more involvement and i think we do great as an industry we share you you guys you do this these amazing things online, and there are many other coffee people they share information online. So now, we, because of this virus, a lot of, I think the fourth wave is coming that is home brewing. And home brewing is not necessary for the baristas, it's for people that are at home. And they will learn and a little bit more how to brew coffee, and they will get a different experience. You know what I mean? It's like getting that coffee, wow, and never taste it. Obviously, I did something wrong before, but now, I'm doing this and I got the, with the same coffee, different experience, tastes much better, it's more enjoyable. And, and I think it's more, more interest because I was the same. I was drinking coffee, like I was drinking espresso with two sugars. Can you imagine that? Honestly, I swear to God. And now I'm drinking only filter, I, only filter. I, but I, you left me. Yeah, I love what you just said. Uh, the fourth way to be homebrewing and and then and you rang two bells for me number one i think you're right because i keep that you know with my customers i keep telling the same which is well consumer behavior is going to change right because i said it you know jennifer or jerry who are both introverted and they hate uh the gene because it's too confronting they now learn that they can have a zoom personal training sessions in the comfort of their home, you never see Jerry and Jennifer back into a gym ever again, okay? So consumer behavior, one. And two, it rang the bell because guess what? And I say without any shame, I started brewing coffee at home only three, four months ago. That's why I only have an AeroPress. Like I had that grinder for a while because I got it from work, but like, like, like literally, I started because I had to, because before I was like, well, I have four or five coffees at the coffee shops because I love the experience. I love to support my local businesses. I love to have that, embrace that, find, look, discover. I was forced to enter this wave of home brewing. Yeah. I, I believe it rang the bell. I agree with you. I, I never thought about it, but yeah, 100%. I think, I think it's very important for those type of people that are, uh cloud chasers, this is how I call them, like they work so hard to achieve a financial dream and they're not really, you know, they don't have really time to spend time to make fancy coffee. And now in this quarantine, they, they love coffee because they work a lot, so obviously they need coffee. And they never oh, experience yeah. really good quality coffee. And now when they, they start getting, say like, okay, where should I got my coffee? So they talk with the roaster, the roaster gets in touch with them. Uh, by being, you know, close with your customer as a roaster, you eliminate any types of mistakes from the coffee shop point of view. If it is there, most, you know, I'm not saying that, but it can happen errors. Depends who you get behind the counter and 
uh, what information, how grumpy it is, and you know we have those type of or how uh, blind it is into a, towards that direction. And you can do a, a, a Insta live with him one to one, how to or or or, or a, a Zoom call with him, showing how to brew a batch brew at home, and he will get a different experience. And then when you get a good positive. There we go. I got you back. Sorry, when you have a positive... Positive experience in your life, you tell to 10 people, 20 people. Yeah. Well, actually, it's funny. There's a stats that I read years ago, and it's... Oh, I got you. I got you back. Um, oh, really? I think it's with a that... weird number. All right. Here we go. All right. Um, actually, years ago, I read a stat, and it actually... If someone has a bad experience, I'm more likely to tell it to 10 people. That's extra stats. Versus if you had a bad, a good experience, you might like to tell it to three, which is still important because it means we need to focus on the good experience. Speaking of which, because you're starting your, you know, your, your business, I think that there is such a room for giving access through private Zoom meetings for your customers, but not the owners. I'm talking about the waiters, the waitresses, the chefs, dishwashers, the baristas, because ultimately, if everyone speaks the same language, that would translate on the floor, on the table, at the table, at the bar, beyond the machine, with someone waiting for takeaway for someone dining. So I think also we need to bridge that gap across different staff members. <clears throat> and in the comfort of their home is they can follow you and say, hey, guess what? This is what we're doing. This is what we're roasting. This is what it is. Let's go. Like I, I noticed, uh, working behind the bar is very important to appreciate a lot your your customers. The even though they don't have any clue about coffee, right? Mm -hmm. They they're coming there, and your role is to respect them and to treat them right. And sometimes, if you feel that is the moment to make the step, I say, listen, I recommend this. I think it's you know. When they get your trust, they, they will follow you, man. They, they will listen to you and they will listen to your advice in terms of yep. what is good. Because they think, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. Definitely I don't. But need get that trust. It's very important to win that trust of the customer. So it's very important to know and remember their name because they really appreciate that. So when you say, hi, John, how's it going? Simple. Right? You know, we all want to start from... Here, or we gotta start from here. It, it, you have to start from those little conversations. You gotta start to know the person because guess what? If a stranger that we bump on the street would say, "Would you like this lollipop?" We say no. <laughs> it's weird, right? <laughs> if we start to know that person, because also they already made a purchase, they already made a payment, so they're like, "Hey." I paid for this coffee, give me my coffee, versus showing gratitude, appreciation, because they keep our industry and the doors of our businesses open, then develop some relationships. And then step one is that. Step two is starting to, you know, give them a little bit of uh, love. And step three is starting to plant in those seeds. And like, hey, you're a little long black. Hey, here's a little taste of batch brew. 
similar but not similar. It's the same but it's not the same. Have a taste. Tell me what you think about it. It starts from this conversation, as you're exactly right. And yeah. we flew on time. I can't believe it. Um, before we get lost on this one. Uh, thank you for coming on, uh, Daniel. Uh, it's been such a beautiful conversation. A pleasure to meet you. And I hope that we can maybe catch up in a few months with the, at the roastery. Uh, maybe we can do a virtual live tour. I would love to do that. Oh, I would uh, love so, to do that, man. You, you're yeah. mostly welcome, and thank you. Thank you so much for the... Like, for me, it was amazing. Like, I, I will be part of your show uh, because I love what you do. And I, I love you. your message that you want to spread. And I saw all the big names. So, wow, that's that's amazing. And, and, and then when you invited me, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. That's really cool. And... I, like I, I, I feel, I feel that uh, you know, it, it's. I have a message to say, and the message is from my opinion and my personal opinion. I, I don't say mine is right and yours is wrong. That's my personal opinion, and I believe that us we should appreciate more what we have around us. And this quarantine uh, made us realize that this is very important to appreciate what what is really important and forget about. <laughs> You know me, uh, gratitude is my jam. You know, uh, you've heard it, uh, you've seen it. Uh, like, I'm grateful for you to be here. For me, it's about being grateful for what we have, like you said, and add value to one person. That's it. If we can add value to two, fantastic. Three, great. Ten, even better. But one person, that's the goal. And then we, we're winning in, in the long run, in the marathon, right? And I appreciate your message. And the reason why I say thank you first is because, you know, it's cut through. And I want to ask you the last couple of questions so that, you know, you've seen the episodes. Yeah. Um, all right. Last two questions. A, what's your coffee mission? B, what's next on Daniel's planet? My coffee mission, I think I, I covered that, no, between the lines. My, my coffee mission is to connect the farmer with the consumer. I want to put the farmer on the map. When you go Google Maps to see, okay, La Negrita farm. Okay, uh, this farm, yeah, I know it. I had the coffee before. I want people to to give credit more to the farmers. And in any, like, in even in all industry, not only in coffee, like, I think wine as well would be great. Whiskey as well would be great. Any, any food as well. Like, I, we see now more people doing a lot of... Uh, uh, backyard uh, farming and you know or getting the local farmer involved in the restaurant and we get from this and that's you know like I think I think it's more important to give credit more that's that's give credit more to and appreciate more uh, everyone not only you you're not alone in everything that you do you have someone that it's around you and you have to appreciate that and yeah. uh, and the second one uh, my uh, coffee mission yeah Oh, what's your, what's next on your planet? Next on my planet, probably again. I said I open my own roastery. I'm so excited. Uh, I can't wait. And uh, probably gonna have a baby. Probably gonna get married. Where like I think I think it's normal. It has to happen. You know. I think it's the time like we're together ten years. So I think will be a different stage of my life that uh, oh. she's she's looking at me. She why you say that. <laughs> Is she doing? Is she doing that again, or no? Is she no. Doing, <laughs> <she's> doing... <laughs> uh, 
uh, and then of course coffee I w- like I would love to spend uh, some time in a, a origin country and I was planning before that to, to stay in Colombia for one year and before before starting we're planning opening a roastery I want to 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 help more if I can and to learn as well because you know you you give back but you you get back as well you give and you get as well you know and yeah. and uh yeah but still this is still in my plan if I'm, I'm being able to 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 go to a region and stay there and help and get you know get get from their culture and appreciate the culture i would love it i love it thank you and uh, i think the perfect way to close it is andre is saying to you wait with the baby so there you go <laughs> he's saving you right there um, well, that, that that's not my call it's uh, the lady's call you know <laughs> <laughs> um, daniel uh, such a pleasure um uh, yeah i'm gonna rewatch it uh, really would love to have you on again in a couple of months when the bursary is set up we'll do a little virtual tour maybe we do maybe we can brew some coffee together that you that you're roasting uh we'll do something a little bit different um i want to do bring back other guests and do something different so uh, i have I really a, gr- want to do a, gr- a great idea i want to do a mystery uh coffee pack that we'll have to send in all over the world to people and then we can uh bro- like green as well and i i can i can send the the cow profile would be handy and then we can copy it together and share the experience done i think I'm that would down. be great yeah you know i'm down you know what fantastic andre can join us as well well andre yeah hopefully he can join he can join us yes um for sure uh but um yes again i i just i just have to digest a few things that you said i think the fourth way and just the connection with with farms and uh, i just love the the what's the word humbleness that you you know of yours and people that showed you love and uh, yeah keep doing what you're doing man i really appreciate it and I appreciate Thank you brother take it easy my friend thank you so much thank you guys love you And Tanti just said this episode gives also couples goal as well. There you go. <laughs> uh, thank, <laughs> thank you, you guys. Thank you so much. Have an amazing Keep day, brother. You too. Keep safe, guys. Bye-bye. Ciao. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, thank you, Juan. Uh, so late uh, for you, Mexico. Host, consult, legend, always here. I did too. Um, Andre, can't wait to have you on the show. Um, we got Agustina, Tanti, uh, Espresso Machine, uh, all of you. I appreciate each and one of you. And uh, if you'd like to share this, uh, take a screenshot, uh, drop it on your Instagram stories. We want to grow this, we want to keep them coming, and we got more episodes. Um, speaking of which, uh, just a little promotion for. Uh, it's going to be Thursday episode. We're going to do the first ever coffee farm uh, live video, like a virtual tour at a coffee farm in Indonesia with the Indonesian uh, barista champion, Mikhail Yasin. So it's a double treat. It's double special because it's a, a virtual coffee farm tour. Uh, B, it's with Mikhail Yasin, and uh, that's going to be a double treat. So... Uh, otherwise, guys, stay safe. 
the countdown is going to start soon from Instagram. I appreciate you. Hope you enjoyed the show and uh, take care and stay safe.